0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Before we get into this episode of Small Doses Podcast, I want to hip you all to the fact that, you know, the murderer on the subway train who took Jordan Neely's life, Daniel Weber, well, guess what? They raised $2 million in legal fees for him already. $2 million in a legal fund. And that is embarrassing and disgusting. Because you know what? Mary Copney, who is Little Miss Flint, she has been trying to raise $1 million to get water filters for Flint, Michigan for the past four years and has still not made her goal. So you know what we need to do? We need to be a community and get behind her and actually help support something that is helping the people versus someone that killed one of our people. And yes, Jordan Neely is one of our people. So, You can just go to at Little Miss Flint on Instagram or just go to GoFundMe and put in her name and contribute. It'll make you feel good that you're actually contributing to something that is really going to change people's lives. And while you're contributing to things that change people's lives, we over here at Smart Funny Black Productions are really trying to get to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV, and we need y'all to do it. We're building a space where we're making conscious, empowering, hilarious content, and we need to get to that 100,000 mark to get to the next level, and I know y'all want to be a part of taking us to that level. So go over to YouTube, Amanda Seals TV, subscribe. And while you're there, poke around and see what you like. And if you really love what you see, then it might be worth heading on over to my Patreon. You can support at Patreon, Amanda Seals, or go to Amandaverse.com. It's going to get you to the same place. And you get bonus content. Not just bonus content from Small Doses Podcast, which premieres every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Man Seal TV. But you also get bonus content from the other shows that we're posting on YouTube, as well as stuff that's too cool for Instagram and stuff that really is just for you all, the Seals squad. So... Head on over to Patreon, go to Amandaverse.com, sign up. It's $5 a month. And if you don't like it, guess what? You can leave, but it's worth a shot. All right. Now it's time to get into the next episode of Small Dose Podcast. This is Side Effects of Diaspora Wars. Keep it locked. Small
1: Dose
0: From the hip, small dose. we're talking that shit, small doses, and keeping it real, small doses, with me and them seals. It's so funky. (laughs) All right, small doses, folks. You're looking at my outfit, like, why is Amanda in the antebellum south? And I am not <laughs> in the antebellum south. The reason I'm wearing this little getup is because we have Christina Brown here to talk about diaspora awards, yes. and this felt very diasporic. It's like, yeah. is she in a quintaniera for an Afro-Latina uh, birthday? Is she in Martinique doing some type of cultural dance? Yeah. Is she? And it doesn't even look African. It really does. You know, really, no, it, <laughs> it doesn't. Just, it doesn't. But I'm giving you Caribbean festivists. Yes. That's what I'm giving today. And you are giving us so much knowledge. Thank you. I tried. Diaspora Awards. <laughs> <da, da>, <laughs> okay, so for those who don't understand, please just give like a basic mm. framework for. The diaspora wars, not like your specific content, but like what yeah. are the diaspora wars that are even happening?
2: Um, black people across the world arguing about black. being black, <laughs> literally <laughs> yes. about who's better at being black, who's mm. the better black, who's blackest, who's blackest, who's black, who has culture, what is black culture, who loves blackness more? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a what good are one. You, what are we even talking about? And meanwhile, white people are looking at us like. You're all niggas. You're all niggas. niggas. What are you arguing about? We don't
0: like any of you. Basically. Equally. Yes.
2: Which I find to be
0: worth stating, but also not necessarily the vantage point that we have to draw from for our togetherness. Because I'm always trying to tell people like, how we exist in our blackness should not be juxtaposed to whiteness. No. You know, like whenever I have people be like, well, if white people can't say nigga, why should we be saying? I'm like, shh. That's If we want to talk amongst ourselves, about why we yeah. want to say or not saying it, and that's its own thing. But, like, yeah. it has absolutely nothing to do with whiteness. Nothing to do with whiteness.
2: And I feel like the diaspora wars is, is always from the view of whiteness. Isn't it? Always from the view of whiteness. Like, even when we, when these people be, well, Africans do this, and African-Americans do this, and Caribbeans do this. Who told you that? Mm. Where'd you get that from?
0: And listen, there's something valuable to the fact that, like, there are differences. Absolutely. And nuances. And that's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are in a diaspora, which means we are of but we are mm-hmm. other, exactly. Right? So, like, that's a beautiful thing. But I feel like too often the othering that we're doing to each other is actually mirrored from white supremacy. It's, 100%. It is literally like, oh, they said that you is less than us, and so now we're still, like, yeah. the genocide in Rwanda was literally started because these Belgians came in and were like, ooh, Hutus, Tutsis, yep. one of y'all better than the other. yeah, And it went on and on and on and on for centuries until finally there was a
2: genocide. Literally. And ugh, every time they we have these like specific points that people are talking about, it just is white supremacy. When people like, oh, dressing like this, twerking, that's ghetto. But whining and daggering and grinding, that's culture. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same. We all...
0: Just because you, b- just because you're doing it in a parade, you know, just because we're doing it behind a big truck, does not make it behind <laughs> le- <laughs> any big truck. Like that big truck. make it less what it is than what it is. And we're doing it in front of a car. Yes, same thing. If you you know, like oh, I can't believe they were twerking at a brunch in Atlanta. Well, that's
2: a thing. That's, that's what happening. we do. Yes, we dance. When you say we. Who do you mean? Black people across the world. Black people across the world. That's what we do. There's so many things that are similar. And like, I really started noticing it once I left Long Beach. Like, I lived in France for a couple years. Flex? Why'd you live in France? For three different times. For study abroad, teaching English, and then my master's.
0: What was the master's
2: in? International relations and diplomacy.
0: Really? What are you doing with Mm -hmm. that?
2: I just got it. Um, ju- <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm trying to figure it out. I just I just got it in June. I wanted to work for government and, you know, internationally, but it's too stifling. I need to. That's why I do content online, because I need to be able to speak my mind. Okay. Yeah. And so, parlez-vous français? Oui, je parle français. Oh my God. Yeah. That's all I can say. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. Are you a polyglot? Like, do you feel like you pick up language quick? I do. Don't right me? now, I think I only speak. No, I think only speak. I only speak French and English, mm-hmm. but I want to. I, I when I when I travel, it's easy for me to pick up kind of languages based on where I'm at.
0: So let's go all the way back. Why are you? even talking about this. Like, give me some background Mm. because small doses listeners, I want you to know. So I discovered Christina Brown because somebody like sent me one of your videos Mm -hmm. and it was a video part one of the diaspora wars. And you were doing this series for Black History Month Mm -hmm. of just like, let me show y'all how silly these diaspora wars are. Then I started to realize that like the concept of diaspora wars is a thing that other people have been talking about. Like, I mean, it's, it's a name that's being given to something that's been going on for a long time. Yeah, And any of us who grew up in an immigrant household know this because we. We have had our immigrant parents be like those black people. And you're like, cut it out, Mm -hmm. cut it out. And then Mm -hmm. you have black Americans who are like, you're a coconut. And I'm like, like, cut it (laughs) out, (laughs) cut it out. And so like, I see this all the time. Like there was a very heated argument that happened online around like Caribbean involvement in the creation of hip hop. Mm. And there was a lot of folks that were like, Caribbeans had nothing to do with the creation of hip hop. And I was like, really, that's just not accurate, so but like, it's literally just inaccurate. And it also doesn't devalue the importance of the fact that like it was created on us soil. Yeah. So like, yes, it is a black American creation. That was very much involving second generation yeah. Caribbean people, even first generation Caribbean people, because something people was born it was and then came New- over. Yeah. It was in New York. Well, yeah, right, like, like, who, who hurt the it... Jamaican? So, Anyways, yeah, ugh, right. Anyways all right. But I say all that to say that I saw your video and I was just like, ah, someone is, like, doing this. Because <laughs> I feel like it's the type of thing where, like, you get in conversation about it, but you don't necessarily get the chance to, like, really, like, spell it out. And what you've done is, like, you're spelling it out over the course of this series. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I need to know more about this person. Like, mm-hmm. why is she even doing this? How is she even
2: capable of doing this? Like, what is her background? And here we are. Here we are. My background. Yes, we. Wow. Oui. I study. That's French. I know. We, oui, it is. We, oh. vrai. I studied political science in French, double majored in my bachelor's. And that's when I first studied abroad. I've always wanted to travel, right? And I'm from Long Beach, California. And my parents are, my mom's black American, and my dad's black and white. So okay. I'm just like generationally. Being Black American, African American. But a lot of people tend to think I'm either Caribbean or, like, Ethiopian, East African. So I get... You got a lot of flavors in your whole I setup. I know. I know. You got freckles. Then you got this, I like, do. curly hair, but it's, like, a 2B yeah. curl. 2B. Don't do that to me. Yeah. 2B. Because if I'm a 2C... You're not a 2C. Ain't no am way. I? Like a 3B, 3... Uh-uh. Pull the chart I can't,
0: I can't give myself that. That ain't even right.
2: You got a curl.
1: The I two, have a girl. the two
2: is the wave. I have a curl. The two is the wave. Yeah, two is the wave. Like a beach wave. Yeah, like a wave. Yeah, who got a wave? White people. Oh,
0: see, here's the thing. This whole chart, I ain't never really Fucked with this chart in the first apparently, place. Apparently It's really racist, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a racist <laughs> chart. <laughs> it is. It's a bad okay, chart. Okay, yes. Okay. So I just want to start there. So yeah. I never really like assigned myself to the chart that way. But yeah. I thought the chart was only for our hair. I didn't know even white people. <laughs> no, there's people a whole on the chart. Too? There's a whole one. <laughs> Oh my God. So one is just like the stick straight mm-hmm. like Matilda. Like yeah. just straight. Okay.
2: Yeah. So then I'm I guess, but on the chart you'd probably be like a three C, three B. But either but what's way. What's the
0: curliest, curliest? Four. Like four either C. way. Yeah, because I always hear Yeah.
2: Either way we exist in the the, the texturist. Mediast, the yes. like, oh, this is the bet either way we we, we exist there. Okay. I was right. like, don't give me two. Hey. <laughs> my fault. My fault. I went
0: wait, wait a minute. I thought we were I thought yeah. that it was just for us. <laughs> Because I, I looked at them like, I mean, what y'all need to try it for? It's just straight.
2: No, exactly. Okay. So fast um, forward. I mean, yeah, I'm but not you're fast right. Forward, but we're I do. I have a lot of like ethnic ambiguity. People are like, where are you from? So as I like. Yeah. If you were in acting, you would get. So what are you? Yeah.
0: Which I, I get a lot.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I do. So I was like, as I was traveling and like meeting different people from the continent, like from Africa and meeting people from the Caribbean. And I would hear a lot of discussions from people that were, I was just like, what are you talking about? Like one time in my grad school program. So after I graduated with my bachelor's, I went to France to teach English, went back to Paris to get my master's, international relations and in diplomacy. And some people in the program, there was a Ugandan ambassador. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, it was at the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement, George Floyd. And we were talking about Black Lives Matter. And he was saying the most anti-black specifically African-American, anti-African-American things. Like, mm-hmm. well, you guys, the, the Black Lives Matter movement is racist. And oh. It, yeah, yeah. Ugandan ambassador. Black Lives Matter is a uh, racist. White people matter too. And you, you guys go out in there and you riot and you fight. And Do then we. he went on to blame. He's like, even in Uganda, I see like, we just don't accept what the Europeans did for us. And he blamed. Oh, it was. Cr- he said that
0: basically we weren't as strong as they were. Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's convenient. And we were like, oh my gosh. And then, Hmm. this younger woman gets on the... So this um, in what setting is this? This, this is, is like a dinner, like a panel? We had a Zoom because it was a pandemic. So okay. it was a Zoom call to talk about Black Lives Matter, right? And and this is within your program.
0: program. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is the ambassador and he's being like brought
2: in. No, he was a student. He was getting oh, a PhD. Oh, yes. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Mm. That was his speech, his keynote. <laughs> that's, why, <laughs> that's why I needed some clarification. Because I no, was no, like, no. <laughs> Q&A. <laughs> right, yeah. No, he was uh, our classmate. So I was like, what is he talking about? He's like... You're an ambassador. Anyway, so this other woman who is half um, African-American and half Cameroonian gets on the call and she's like viscerally upset, obviously. Naturally. And she's like, it does not matter. If you came came to Texas, they would see you and me as a monkey. And she said that. And he was like, oh, oh. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. You sound like one right now. Yeah. And we're like, that was kind of like... I had had other conversations about blackness around the world that I was like, this is interesting. Like why when I say I'm black American, people go, That's it? Just you're so pretty mm. You're so pretty to be black American. Mm. Okay, you're exoticizing other black people outside of America. I don't fit your, your Who's the people saying that to you though? Other black people? I've gotten it from other black people too. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I get it when it's like, oh, but you look like you could be family. Like you look like you could be here, mm-hmm. but when it's oh, you don't know where you're really from. I got that recently. Oh, that's cute. Like, you need to do Ancestry. Like <laughs> It was in New York. This He was a black man. He was Cuban and Jamaican. And he was like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, my parents are black American. You know, just down the line, generations. Mm-hmm. And he went, oh, yeah, that's right. You wouldn't know where you're really from. And I went, oh, I mean, your people just got dropped off like mine did. Yeah. So if I don't know where I'm from, you don't know where you're from, right? Because you're Cuban, Jamaican. And he was like, oh. We have culture. What do you mean? And we got in this whole argument on the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> this is why I moved from New York. You see, this is exactly the type of shit. I asked her, why did you move to New yeah. York? This is exactly
0: why I moved from New York, because I was fighting with people in the streets.
2: Yeah. Listen. Outside of a taco truck, You went to just get you a taco. <laughs> I wanted to get me a taco. And you
0: ended up in an entire... Did I ask
2: for more? <laughs> on the streets. I'm trying to get a taco at 4 a.m. I'm tired. You was leaving the club? Yes. Everyone right. was have a good time. Maybe that's the problem. You know what? He was
0: trying to holla, and then mm. it went left, and then he had to, like, try to hustle and flow his way to, like, save his ego. That tracks. Mm. That is not a unique thing to find yourself. Like, I don't feel like that's a unique conversation to find yourself in once you start yeah. talking to people about culture. Like, I started Smart, Funny, and Black, the show— mm-hmm. Because I got so tired of, like, all the negative images of Black folks, but also because I kept hearing people say things like, Black American culture is not a real thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand where y'all are getting that from. You're wearing a Tupac shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wearing a do <du-ray. laughs> Like, we, as Black Americans, make culture that affects the world, like, over and over and over again, like, jazz <laughs> hello <laughs> I just i'm um, so it's interesting to me when diasporically we engage in the perpetuation of erasure mm-hmm. because we don't even see ourselves as connected mhm mhm
2: oh my gosh yeah
1: <laughs> mcdonald's is not new to chicken
0: When I saw your videos, I was like, you know, not enough people are getting this basic conversation and being a part of this conversation. I saw a video the other day. I posted it to my Instagram where it was a group of people from Africa. I'm not sure what countries they were from because it was a clip. So I'm not sure like the whole conversation. But it was a sister saying that when she would first hear about Black people in America complaining about injustice, that it made her feel like Mm. we were not grateful for what we have and she's like you know i don't have water and you're talking about racism like just get over it mm-hmm. and everybody i know who is watching this video starts out like who the hell it? and then mm-hmm. she turns and she's like until i started doing my own research and i started realizing that what happened in america is a unique experience to those black people because yeah. their culture and their entire connectivity to like where their ethnicity, where their origination came from was cut off. And it's not to say that we can't like trace our way back, but it's the fact that it was by force. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so for you, I wonder like, what is it that made you say, okay, I have to take this from just being curious to now like actually delving into this because to my understanding from your videos, the fact that you have part one, part two, part three, et cetera, means that there's like research that's been done. It's not just mm-hmm. like cursory observations.
2: Yeah. I guess through my experiences and my own like research. But what made you do the research? What made you What made, what made you take it, it what from just
0: doing? like, oh, this is something I'm noticing and it's
2: whack to like, oh, let okay. me dive in. What made, because it's delusional. Like, I just don't like things that don't make sense. I'm like, how do what we... What sign are you? Scorpio. Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> No, that's a very Virgo thing. Really? Yes. I'm a Virgo Um, rising. I'm a Cancer, but I'm a Virgo rising. When things don't make sense, it's like shoot me in my face. Yeah, I'm an Aquarius rising and moon. I don't don't know anything about Aquarian women. Aquarian men are the devil. (laughs) As I've heard.
2: As I've heard. Oh. (laughs)
0: Are you an Aquarian man? <laughs> See, he came in here and he was like, yeah, that's a better look for the shot. I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that tracks. That is so Aquarian. It is hilarious. My dad's an Aquarius too. It's so Aquarian ridiculous. men are very like, I am here and I will inform you of the things that I it know. It is true. It's you're is like, true. okay,
2: appreciate it. I think Aquarius woman, I think it's Aquarian thing. Is it Aquarian A little, woman little woman bit, like which too? is why I made it, Look, I'm like, I have to inform her, Like <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It can be overwhelming. But it's, I just want to help. Because, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And it makes me really upset. I'm like, we're arguing. As I've learned about like racism and like white supremacy, colonization, and we learn about how they indoctrinate us yes. with it. And we're like, we perpetuate colorism and noir and texturism. And the diaspora was part of that. And I realized no one was really kind of like talking about that as in-depth as I think we should be because it's systemic just as much as these other things, Mm -hmm. but it's embedded with xenophobia. It's embedded with a specific type of anti-blackness. Like anti-blackness looks different here in America versus maybe over there. And that over anti-blackness from like the lens of being a black American towards Africans is mixed with xenophobia towards Caribbeans. It's mixed with xenophobia, but then anti-blackness from that lens, looking at black Americans is mixed with like an erasure of culture. And mm-hmm. I would just wanted us to be like, from my studies and experiencing, like, I went to Senegal and had tebujon. This is like jollof rice kind of, what do you mean? Or like, I've had rice and pea, rice and peat. <laughs> the Jamaicans always get on me when I'm like, it's a bean. But we are going to call it Rice <laughs> and gonna, Peas? We're going to...
0: Yes. It's, it's rice, rice, and rice and Peas. Well, listen, rice here's the thing.
2: Because you can make Rice and Peas
0: with peas. with peas. But know, a lot of times in the Jamaican restaurant, they're making it with a kidney <laughs> bean. Mean? But, you know, it's a pigeon pea. That it, yeah. like Because Grenadians make it with a pigeon pea. Oh, okay. And Trinidadians and Guyanese make it with pigeon peas. Okay. I didn't... Okay.
2: As I've <laughs> learned. As I've learned. But either way, I'm going to call it a rice, rice and Peas. I'll call yes, it that. it's
0: Rice or. Peas and rice.
2: Peas, that's, uh mm-hmm. But either woman eat it. Yeah, we have these, it's rice, rice and peas are better. Peas and rice, rice and beans. red beans and rice. I'm like, it's, are we noticing that it's the same? It's very similar-esque. It's
0: connected. Right. Like there's elements that give it its own little zhuzh, mm-hmm. but there's enough of a through line that it's obvious that this is, like there's no through line between rice and peas and sauerkraut. Literally. Like, like there's no through line between red beans and rice and like, I don't know, musaka. I just watched Big Fat Greek Wedding yesterday for no reason. Okay. Um, so you can tell mm-hmm. culturally these things exist in like different places. Yeah. But with our stuff, it's so obvious. And I think there's such a beauty in it that we're missing.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We
0: land in the negative mm-hmm. and the negative is only dictated by divide and conquer white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we exist there so comfortably versus searching for the
2: beauty. I feel like it's this crabs in the bucket, coonery, we need to be the better black people. I'm so, I am mean, being so dead ass. Like, I think it's like, a, well, it's a weird, like, well, this is real culture. We don't, we're not doing that. Or or this is kind but of who like... what was it for? I don't, I've been trying to figure, like, maybe a protection. A part of it seems mm. like people want to protect it. Like, this is... White people have embedded yes. so much into our culture that we don't want to be tied to anything that might feel close to white. I, I really cannot, I, I can't grasp it. That's why I started the series because I'm like, look at how similar we all are and look at how within the similarities there's differences and they're beautiful. And that's fine. Like you could have jollof rice, gulla red rice, jambalaya, taboujan, and it all tastes different, but you can be like, oh my gosh, this is a cousin. We're cousins. Like, why is that not cool? I don't understand why that isn't cool, why we have to sit, like you're saying, in the space of just divide. I will
0: say when it comes to Americans, I feel like there's definitely this element of Mm hyper-protectiveness because so much has been taken. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I feel like that's why Black Americans, like, we end up, like, taking ownership of things that aren't even ours, (laughs) but, like, really trying to claim it. Like, our block. Like, we really be like, this is my block. Mm -hmm. I'm from from this block. block. Nobody can come on this block. And it's like, well, actually, it's not your block like it's the bank's block Mm -hmm. and and depending on what hood you in like is is this gang's block and they running shit and you can't bring nobody in here unless they say that you can bring somebody in here Mm -hmm. and if they decide that they want your shit for their gang they just gonna take it so there's that and I think there's something to be said for like how that becomes extremism that doesn't serve us Because it ends up ostracizing in the same way that we have been ostracized.
2: I mean, it goes into, we're not from Africa, which is...
0: (sighs) The ancestral side. (laughs) Well, you know, there's... Listen, there's a lot of confusion that has simply just been caused by crackers. Like, that's really what it boils down to. And I know people are like, you just ate crackers! And it's like, if you were offended by that, then it might be about you. Because... There are people who happen to be white that completely understand the difference between them and crackers, okay? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the effort of whiteness to completely dismantle everyone else but them Mm -hmm. has been done on a very visceral level. Like, it's done spiritually, it's done culturally, it's done, like, through gender, like, it's done in a myriad of ways. And we just, like, help it along when we continue to other people using their devices, right? Like, I'm always shocked by the effort that is made to, quote unquote, like protect black American culture through the means of pushing other things mm-hmm. away that may have had influence. Yeah. When I think something that is very and I know some of y'all listening like, oh, oh hell, hell not. Yeah. Hear me yeah. out. Hear me out. America is a unique place unlike a number of African countries, America was a place where there was a welcoming of immigration, Mm -hmm. right? There was an ease of immigration and there was an economy that drew people to it in a way that like Mozambique would not have, right? And it's not a slight to Mozambique. It's just that that wasn't where it was positioned in the global, like, I don't know, like the global attractiveness for- Yeah, it's the West. Yeah, the West became like a thing. So it's like, it's only natural that like- What ends up being considered Black American here is colored by so many other Mm -hmm. elements because America became a place where so many other people were coming. Yeah. But I don't know why. I do know why. I I need to stop stop saying I don't know why. We do know why. We do this because the effort to protect is really a trauma response. That's why. It is. Yeah. It's a trauma response. So then what do you want people to take from your Diaspora Wars videos?
2: You know... I was going to be like, I want people to see that we're so similar. But people are still arguing in my comments. What are they arguing it, about? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are some I, things that, like, stand out to you? Literally arguing what I'm talking about in, in whatever the current video is. Be like, I hear you, but there's no similarity between jambalaya and jollof rice. So a tomato-based rice dish that has some meats in it, some chicken, some sausage maybe Chabuja some seafood there's nothing there's nothing similar about how you made that dish at all like there's nothing similar about the fact that we have black-eyed peas and rice as black American for like bringing in New Year's when black-eyed peas comes from West Africa like there's nothing similar at all people are still arguing or the big one is the difference between race ethnicity nationality and ethnic origins break it all Ooh. the way down let's 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 oh take our time with God
0: this. race ethnicity nationality, Ethnic origins. This is what I say. Race. Race. I'm going to sit back and sit.
2: (laughs) Race is a social colonial construct based on phenotype, how you physically look. Mm -hmm. Ethnicity is one's shared cultural experience based off of language, culture, sometimes ethnic origins, and based off of like cultural traditions and location, geography, nationality. nationality, where the fuck you was born. That's it. That's really, that's it. That one's, That's, that's it. the simplest one. That's it.
0: And you can even say where you have citizenship. Where you have citizenship. Because I wasn't born in Grenada, it. but I have citizenship in Grenada. Okay. So I have dual citizenship. Dual nationalities. When fascism pops off over here, I'm You're,
2: out. Lucky you. <laughs> I will be here. <laughs> no. but <laughs> I will, I will. Go to Ghana. Ghana's like, come over here. And they are. Mm-hmm. And I might. Judges just might. And then ethnic, ethnic origins, origins, DNA, ancestry, where your people may have like originated from. So ethnicity, ethnic origins, two different things. Yeah. I can say them two different things because my ethnic origins could be, I could be Fulani, Wolof. I could be yes. from Senegal, right? Or, but um, your existed
0: Ethnicity, experience.
2: my shared culture, my language, my mm-hmm. customs, where my people are, Black American, African American. Right. My race, Negro. Okay. Colored. And when I made mean <laughs> I don't know. I'm a colored me Jeremiah Yeah, dying. <laughs> like, because it's really sad I have to break it. It's just... It's not sad that you have to break it down.
0: It's honestly... Look at what's going on in the schools in America. Like, they were never great to begin with. And Mm -hmm. now they're, like, actively choosing to get worse, right? Yeah. Like, the legislators who determine what gets taught in these spaces are, like, choosing to make it worse. So, like, these types of nuances, like, this is very college-level conversation. Like, these individual classifications, like, I knew more about how to classify marine animals— Then I knew how to classify like humans, kingdom, phylum, genus species, et cetera. Like I could do that. Mm. But like there was no anthropology being taught, you know, so it's necessary that you break this down because I think so much of the arguing also happens because of just ignorance. Yeah. And not knowing. And the fact that these things can also be intersectional, right? Because often are, they often are. Like, so people are like, Amanda, you're not a foundational Black American because your mother is Caribbean. I'm like, it's Your mama. But my father. You're, you're whole other. Yeah, like, I'm like, but my, my father is a Black man who's a descendant of slaves in Arkansas. I'm like, no, but it's about your mother. Who says, says who? And I'm like, we're not even a matriarchal society. So does that mean that Malcolm X is also not foundational Black American? Mm. And then it starts to get a little shaky. You're
2: like, well, well, right? well, when you say because it like
0: that, Malcolm X's mother is also from Grenada. I didn't know that. Yes. Malcolm X's mother is a mixed woman from Grenada. Like her father is white and her mother is black. Wow. From Grenada, the Isle of Spice. Mm. And his father, however, was a black American man who was a revolutionary and Mm. was really not playing with these white folks, which is why they ended up having crosses burned on their lawn, etc. And they were like very much harassed by the Klan. Mm. So it's not cut and dry. Like the intersectionality happens. Yeah, and. I think there's like a
2: weird, like purity that people align with value mm-hmm. and with identity. Yeah, that's what it feels like—a purity. And then I've recently heard people talk about like, "Well, no, I'm not black. I'm." Oh, that one gets me. What's this one? I'm not black. I'm Nigerian. I'm not black. I'm. Oh, I thought you were like talking about like It's just Elba. I'm not black. I'm an actor. Shut the fuck up. Oh, I mean a little bit, kind of. Black is a color. Black is a color. I'm not black. I'm I'm like I, Yes you are. I, I okay. okay. Well, let me hear this from you. Let me hear
0: this from you. Where do you feel like the identity of blackness
2: moves from race to ethnicity? Mm, that's a good question. Because when people say I'm not black, they're like I'm not going to I'm not going to identify myself in what the man wants to identify. Well, it is what it is. I don't know what to tell you. We live in the construct. And
0: I've been trying to tell y'all we live in a construct. We live in a construct. Like you can't- I know there's no spoon. It's the matrix.
2: I know there's no spoon, but also we here though. You can't exist outside of it no matter how much you want to. Number one. So like. But even if you did mentally mm-hmm. say,
0: because I will tell you this, with white people, I'm like, I can't really rock with you unless you have consciously understood the difference between, like, your assignment to whiteness in the construct and your assignment to whiteness in yourself. Yeah. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, you understand in this construct, I'm white, so I benefit from privilege. I benefit from all these things. But in my soul, I identify as, like, Irish and British. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I identify with, like, these cultures. Like, I don't see myself. Like, I don't align my identity with this race. I think for Black people, it's harder to do.
2: Yeah. I think it is because a lot of people assign, they just think of Blackness with the oppression. And they don't want to align themselves with just their oppression. And they refuse to see the culture and the beauty within Blackness, even though it came from something that was, like, terrible. But we still have culture. We still have, like, at least for me, I feel proud to be Black. Like, I'm proud of my ancestors. I'm proud of what they built. I'm proud of what my cousins around the world have built in different cultures. I'm proud to find the similarities. I'm proud to, to see the differences and how we put our dang down, flipped it, and reversed it wherever we were. I'm proud of that. I don't feel my identity and Blackness is solely based off the marginalization that I experienced. And I think a lot of Black people see it as only that because, I mean, that's how it was built, right? But I think we do such a huge disservice by just continuing to see it like that. Like there's still culture within like, I mean, our people did what we had to do and we like made beautiful things out of like- And continue to. And continue to. Why am I going to erase that or act like that doesn't exist or act like the world doesn't see it because the world sees it. That's why they want to dip into our cultures everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You I mean you have people who want to dip into Afro, just music, Afrobeats, dancehall, hip hop. Like they want to dip into that because they see what we've cultivated. Why can't we see it?
0: I also think there's like this weird thing where in America, I don't know if it's this way in other countries in the diaspora, but in America, there's this idea that your blackness is based on your level of struggle. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, well, if you have not kind of like ticked off this list of like black oppression, then you're not as black as Mm -hmm. this person. And I think that's the other part for me. That ends up getting us into another version of like the divide and conquer of it all, right, because then that's that takes us out of diaspora wars into class wars, yeah, which is still like how do we keep y'all separated, right? Because yeah. if you don't feel like you are connected to these people that may not have had as much access as to you, then you may not feel compelled to give them access with your access, which mm-hmm. then of course creates a lot more opportunity to take over. I don't even like the word take over, but to end the gap the chasm yeah. economically right like i have definitely like i was told I was, as you talk white like my whole life like you talk white you talk white you talk yeah. white like i know that if i talked with it i said this on candy beers podcast and people were like i don't know why she's saying that but it's true if i spoke differently people who look at me and say like oh like why she like because people tell me i'm not black every day <laughs> they tell me that too <laughs> <laughs> only online yeah, no one's ever said it to my face, but they all love right. to be like, "Oh,
2: like I mean, like why why are you even talk about things you're not black?" And I'm just like, "They tell me, that all the, they, tell me they tell me I'm a Ooh. white, a white." They told me, someone told me I was black fishing. I was like, "Oh, Ooh. this would be a great job."
0: <laughs> I don't know, I don't know who. Wow, who the, did this. I was gonna say that's
2: some great tanning. Yeah, all the way to the fingertips, cuticles. Even they tell me I'm raised by a white father. Oh, yeah, I've had oh. a white
0: parent. I, I do a <laughs> biannual posting of my parents. Just, <laughs> just so you know. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, just reminding you all. black. I found a picture of my father in a dashiki just to, like, take it another level. <laughs> just take it another level. Um, but people to hell you know are black. I'm sorry. Um, well, no, people love yeah. to tell me I'm not black because I speak a certain way. And I know that that's at the crux of it. I know that if I had a different accent or... Like, I learned early on that once I started saying I... Like, people were dealing with me differently. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Like, once I inserted y'all and I, like, not even inserted, but once it, like, naturally became a part of my language just because of the people I was hanging around, like, people dealt with me differently. Black people dealt with yeah. me differently. Because I think that there was a, the, again, we come up with these ways to separate each other. And there was this idea that because I spoke a certain way that it represented how I looked at other Black people. hmm Because I spoke a certain way that was representative of access to education. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I had that access to education, then I must think I'm better than folks. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the thought process. Do
2: people not know what code switching is? <sighs> I mean, we wear the mask grins and
0: lies. I mean, like, but it's also, like, Amani Perry, like, she talks in her book. I'm reading it right now, and I always forget the name of books I'm reading. But she speaks about how, like, preposterous it is to say that like how slaves and feel slaves one had it better than the other
2: oh my god and yeah. she's just like
0: well everybody was a slave so there's yeah. that but when we talk about the diaspora i feel like that's a conversation i hear a lot too where people are like oh well yes. slavery in america like was worse than slavery everywhere else so y'all didn't have to go through the same thing
2: it's like who said that who told you that i mean it's just not true i not you said yeah i've heard people say well i don't have oh my gosh this was on van lathan's podcast recently he was having a conversation. I forgot the man's name. He's Nigerian. I don't know if he's like first gen.
0: Oh, that annoying man. He was the one who's like the black guy that white guys like. What's he called himself? Like the approachable black man or something? Yvonne Orgy's x man. Is that the one? Emmanuel Ekko, Oko. Oh, yeah. I forgot his last name. Him. Yeah, he, yeah. Said, he said enough statements at
2: this point where I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, okay. He's probably not taught. A little bit. <laughs> he said, I don't have the same trauma as black Americans. I don't, and we were like, What? You're speaking English. Let's start there
0: what do you mean you don't have the same (laughs) trauma? Why? Because a lot of people don't know that English is the language of Nigeria. Like, like there's tribal languages, but like English is like the national language. And
2: why is that? Let's get like, why do you, what happened? Colonization. What do you mean you don't have the same trauma?
0: Well, okay.
2: I mean, I I will say this. I don't think it's the same
0: trauma, but I think it's like when it's presented in that fashion, Mm -hmm. it makes it sound as if there wasn't trauma. Yeah. And then it also has this yucky connotation of, like, I'm more emotionally advanced (laughs) or, like, I'm less aggressive or I, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it has a hint of that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that,
2: to me, is where we end up getting the pushback. Did Van push back? Oh, absolutely. It was a whole argument. And then they went back and forth on Twitter talking about the exchange where Van did push back. And he was like, hmm, it got a little heated. Did it. Mm-hmm.
0: Van owes me a public apology, so I need to bring him on here and we can Ooh. talk about that. But if, that's another conversation, Van. You know what I'm talking about. Ah I okay, know. let's stay I'm here. Nosy. Though. Stop. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, it'll happen. Okay. Um good. But I think that there's something really dope about just the Format in which you are presenting the Diaspora Rewards. So for the people who are listening, who have not seen these videos, please break it down for them, like how you're laying this out so that they can now seek out these videos okay. and educate themselves.
2: I am laying it out in <laughs> PowerPoint format. <laughs> like, my favorite. <laughs> I love a good PowerPoint, right? With images, imagery, very simple, you know, words, images, just very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I have memes and I'm putting it, mainly on my TikTok and my Instagrams. My TikTok is that brown girl, spelled with two U's. And then my Instagram is Miss XTNAB because they don't. I don't have the domain on either one. I can't get get Got the it. same right. Got I'm it. trying. I'm trying. But yeah, right now I have seven videos. I'm trying to get to ten in the next couple of days. And I'm just this regular PowerPoint format. I'm opening it up. No, Matt, when I say format, I mean like, what um, are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, <I know. laughs> like, like,
0: how I are you laying out? I'm laying
2: out to them. Yes. Um, like part one is part. Okay, part one is. That's just the intro. So there's a lot of different things. I'm like, part one, here are 10 things that are pretty similar amongst us across the diaspora. Food. So I have, like, jambalaya, jollof rice. Boom. Let's talk about this. I have stews. Boom. Rice and beans. Rice and beans. And then I go into, like, dancing. I go into my favorite segment is the, I forgot black people can also be annoying, too. Yes. Shout out to
0: Abbott Elementary. Abbott
2: Elementary. Right. So I was... (laughs) That's my favorite one because I go, I break down like quotes or different types of black people that are like, this is really annoying in the diaspora war. So like, I'm not black. I am, insert ethnicity, which is where I explain the difference between race and ethnicity. It's like when Dominicans say like, I know black, I'm Dominican. And you know, I thought that was hyperbole. Oh. Until... Because I didn't grow up around that. Oh, right. You in New York. I'm in New York now. A lot of
0: people don't understand.
2: Once you leave New York, Dominicans ain't everywhere.
0: Like, Dominicans are not everywhere. Like, there's always, like, a Mexican enclave, I feel like, that you can find. Like, even Puerto Ricans are a little more spread out. But, like, Dominicans be in, like, Florida and New York. Yeah. And so once you... (laughs) Come to California, like I I ended up randomly living across the hall from a Dominican woman when I first moved here. Crazy. And I feel like it was the gods being like, "I'm gonna ease you back into L.A. I'm gonna just mm. give you a little taste of New York." Was she a Santeria Yes. Okay. Yes. Literally, like, when I came to see my apartment, I heard like, "Love that."
1: Love and I that. was like,
0: "Did she always play this music this loud?" Love that. And the building manager was like, "Oh, she's a witch." <laughs> <laughs> it's like Period.
2: great but no Dominicans in New York black, I'm a black Dominican I thought that was hyperbole I thought it was jokes I was like no, people, they not for real and then I I was like wait really
0: yes hmm. which is also annoying because hmm. there's an abundance of fineness and it cancels it out I know it cancels it out and
2: they're so very black like that's what <laughs>
0: I'm like yes I'm
2: like y'all are some negroes like full what? on. But also
0: not even in just like phenotype, but in like practice. Yeah. Like the nigginess of Dominicans is undeniable. And then when people,
2: when they think I'm Dominican, like I thought? hello. They'll
0: be like, You hey. look super Dominican.
2: But then they'll be like, You're Dominican and you're black. I'm like, so if you clock me <laughs> as someone who's black and could be Dominican, but you don't think there's Afro Dominican, like, I don't understand how you see black people who aren't Dominican. And you're like, they could look like they could be Dominican, but there's no black Dominicans. I'm a black, I'm Dominican. What? I'm it sounds confused. very
0: people at Trump rallies. Oh. It sounds yeah. very people at Trump rallies. So, okay, so that's one of the things that annoys you. What's another thing that black
2: people say in this diaspora war space mm. that annoys you? Mm. Ooh, I love the, we're not from Africa. We're the original Native Americans.
0: Talk to that, please. Because that's been a conversation in this house. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to say? I don't. That's a conversation that's in this house. And he's like, babe, I'm telling you, like, there's, like, Black Native Americans. And I'm like, I'm not saying there wasn't. There, but but, but when people start saying, he did he not say was. this, but when I hear people say things like, well, how come we never found no slave ships? And I'm like, we what?
2: have. We have. <laughs> it's so historical.
0: And slave ships were cargo ships. So we were poverty. So once they stopped shipping slaves, they started shipping other cargo. So it's not to say that we haven't found slave ships. It's to say that like those ships became purpose for other things. And then there's like a historical research that has to be done to say like, oh, this ship, the maritime that had begun shipping tobacco. And then before that was shipping, I don't know, fishhooks, et cetera. Originally was shipping. Niggas, yeah. And before that, it was shipping. I don't know
2: other things a that bunch of other sh- was ripening Rice,
0: e- rice. Tea. tea, tea, yeah,
2: tea, tea. That's a big one. I don't really know what. What, what, what do you say to that? Because I don't know who want with the masters. Well, I you have a have master masters too. I said, wait yeah, a minute. I have a masters too. Man. Right there. Well, you're the guest. That one. Uh, what do I have to explain? Like, we have proof of like slave slips, people being sold. We have proof of plantations. We have. I've heard some people say, well, there were also African people who were in the Americas before slavery started. Okay. So there were African peoples that came to the Amer- Either way,
0: they didn't start
2: here. Exactly. And I'm sure there are Black Native Americans, like people who are Native American and of Afro descent or have also, also Afro descent, but that doesn't.
0: Well, there's also something to be said for there are Native Americans that have a similar phenotype. Like the Cherokee, many Mm -hmm. would say, like, look black in the traditional sense that we apply to Africans. Yes. Right. Like they're like, yeah, like, look at their skin, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But I think that there's an important aspect here to call out, which is that I think a lot of folks that do assign themselves to this do so because there's a feeling like. And you mentioned this earlier. There's a feeling like if we are just assigned to Africa, then that means that our connectivity is through oppression. And then it feels like we are only a part of that lineage. And mm-hmm. why can't we be a part of a greater lineage?
2: Mm-hmm. It's why like they're obsessed with like the Egyptian kings and queens. We were, we were pharaohs. pharaohs. We were kings. Don't <laughs> make me go get my hotel hat. I'm literally looking at it. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, we were, Yeah. Outside of Egypt, too. You know? Right, right, right. So, yeah, we, we we were. And we can still connect to that. I, I don't know. I think it feels like a trauma response. It feels like we don't want to be connected to the oppression. But, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. See, the is what it is part of it is the thing. And I think that
0: what happens is that purity part mm. is not just in, like, oh, preservation of, like, one type of blackness. But I think there's also this idea that things cannot have multiple things being true at one time. Yeah, We can simultaneously have been kings and queens and also have been taken through a middle passage to this country and had that lineage attempted and in many ways successfully stripped from us Mm -hmm. until we have like, made it our business to reconnect that lineage right like all of that can be true at the same time and i think it's sad that we are making a choice a lot of us to disconnect from that Mm -hmm. because it's the same type of shit as the white people who don't want to talk about black history yeah or um (sighs) no my phone is going off i'm just like Oh, by the way, that's Jesse Collins, and I'll bet you he's calling me to talk about my special. Which means we are gonna do a comedy special. I'm doing a comedy special, okay? So don't, um, y'all just understand, it's gonna happen. I've been waiting. Okay?
2: You bet. You have. I've- yeah, I really? watched I Be Knowing. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was like, that was that was a minute ago. It was. There was, a, the hold there up, was a whole. There was a pandemic. There was a, whole,
0: there was a pandemic. <laughs> was a My bad. There, there was a pandemic. There it was a breakdown. There was a pandemic. It was like stuff
2: happening. There you was. Know. So, I completely forgot. My yeah. bad. I'm going to put the pressure on you. That was. <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> we still <laughs> in it. We still in <laughs> it. We still in it. We still uh, in too it. Much, still too in much. It. much yeah, too yeah. much.
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken. So
0: tell me this: What did you experience with black people in France? With black people in France, and like, what is the cultural and ethnicity of black people in France that you were really interacting with? Because I know there's a lot of
2: Senegalese, Main, yeah, right, Guinean. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. A lot of people from Guinea, Senegalese, Côte d'Ivoire. A mm-hmm. lot of people Côte d'Ivoire, La Réunion. Not a lot of Haitian folks. But, like, Martinique, I feel Martinique, like, Guadalupe. Martinique, Guadeloupe, yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, the conversations I had with them, let me reflect. My experience with race in France was definitely with, like, the other people outside of black people. I don't really feel like I had really toxic diaspora wars with the black people in France. It oh, was no. more so, like, oh, like, it would be, like, what are your origins? That would get that question out, like, what are your origins? And I'm, like, ah, you know, this thing, slavery. I don't really fully know. Like I don't, I don't know if yeah. I'm... Well, you look like you're um East Africa. You look like you're this. I very well. Could. You have an Eritrean esque. I get it all the time, especially out in L. A.
0: Yeah, there's like a whole East Africa element. in that car
2: Ethiopian all the time. Ethiopian. Ethiopian. <laughs> Pecamatic. <laughs> and I'm like, no. They're like, why don't you be I'm like, because I'm not Ethiopian. I'm not get I not that that.
0: That's <laughs> like when they're like, are you Alicia Keys? I'm like, no. And they're like, why aren't you Alicia Keys? I'm like, because <laughs> I'm, I'm not. That's a real conversation that happened to me on 125th Street. Hey, New York. New York. Yeah. Mm.
2: I'll move eventually. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: um, so now that you're in Brooklyn, yeah, where do you feel like the experience has taken you so far culturally?
2: I'm experiencing a lot more of, like, the diasporic cultures of the Caribbean. So, okay, I guess in Europe and in France and, like, London, it was very, like, African. Mm-hmm. I was experiencing a lot of different, like, people who had different ethnicities from Africa. And now that I'm in New York, it's, like... A lot of Caribbean and a lot of Latin America, which is so cool because I tell people on the West Coast, in my experience, like growing up, it was really just like you black or brown, Asian. Like if, if you're black in the West Coast, you typically are someone that has roots from the South. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it. If there was something else, you'd be like, oh, this person is part Jamaican. Okay. Or this person is Ethiopian. <laughs> cool. Like, you're okay. <laughs> like, dope, oh, Right. But I didn't have that experience of like really being. So then when I was online and people were telling me, oh, you look like you're Dominican. You look like you're Trini. I'm like, what are these people talking about? Oh, I mean, you're
0: giving full Trinidadian.
2: You see? And I didn't. No, I, yeah, I thought yeah. you were Trinidadian.
0: So for people. some reason, I felt like I thought, I feel like I thought I heard you say <laughs> in one of your videos that you were of Caribbean descent. And I was like, oh, she's Trini. And I like moved on. Yes.
2: No. <laughs> <Nah, laughs> I decided yeah.
0: it. I accepted it. I assigned it. And I moved on. A lot of people do. And they're like, you're not Trini. Yeah, you look like your Trinidadian woman named Gloria. <laughs> With the shoulders out, that's what you look like. Like, you just came back from (laughs) town And, like, you can make a mean pillow. Like, that's what you look like. You can make a roti. Yeah.
2: And can't. But you're not. And can't. And (laughs) And cannot. cannot. (laughs) But I think having that experience has made me, I used to be like, what is going on? It would give me, like, whiplash. I'm like, people, aren't they saying I'm not this thing? And, oh, my gosh. And then it kind of showed me, dang, how cool is it that I think a lot of people can look like they're from different places across yeah. the diaspora that's something that's cool i find it really dope and it made me realize just how much race is a construct i'm like why is it that i look like i could be from here and here i look like i'm from east africa What i've even gotten like west fulani you look like you could be fulani hmm. west africa the caribbean but i'm not from those places but i look like it this is all made up right it's all made up and then it got me thinking of like there's other similarities like if there's similarities and features obviously because we're connected. There's a thread through all of us, even with the differences. Mm -hmm. There's a thread through our music, through our culture, through our customs, through our languages, through our dances. Like There's so much connected between all of us. Why are we sitting here doing the work for the white man, for these crackers? Arguing. Arguing.
0: I went on a date once with
2: a very famous person
0: who during the date Harry Potter came up mm. you're probably like Amanda why would Harry Potter come up I have a Harry Potter tattoo on a date naturally is it Deathly Hollow? it <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> that's right <here>. yeah nice <sighs> She's I have a Jedi me. tattoo right here uh, so yeah I find a way to bring up Harry Potter whenever I can love that okay house Ravenclaw really I mm-hmm. would giving given you Hufflepuff really yes yeah.
2: wow what house do you think I am I would have said Ravenclaw, but that's
1: That is correct. I am Ravenclaw. <laughs> I am
2: yeah, very, yes. very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started out as a Gryffindor. Everyone does until they
0: really- Well, no, I mean, I was the sorting hat sorted me as Gryffindor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But then I got older. And when you're older, you start making logical decisions. Yeah, like facts. your conversations
2: are more based on logic versus just courage. Exactly. You're not just moving. Yeah. Gryffindor is all gas, no brakes. It's like, relaxed
0: Facts. Oh my god. Very big facts right here. So we're on the day. I mentioned this. Somehow Harry Potter came up and he was like, oh, that's devil worship. And I was like, huh. What's funny is that Nas has also said something like that. Like mm-hmm. I ran into like Nas and his brother at like Barnes & Noble one time when I was buying, literally buying like the Deathly Hallows. And mm. he was like, oh, that's devil worship. And I was like, I don't know who's telling y'all this. Because <laughs> you now like the third person. But this person was like, that's devil worship. And I was like, what makes you think it's devil worship? And he was like, it's just like voodoo. Mm, interesting. And I was like, yeah, see, they got to you. They got you. They got to you. They got you. And you
2: spoke about that. I did. Please speak to it here. That is one of my favorite things to talk about. Well, baby, Woo! you got a black. Um, I still need to do my research on it, right? Because this is like a very new thing that I'm noticing. But I grew up really Christian, right? Very Christian. And especially as I started traveling and like learning through experiences and just like research and reading about like African traditional religions and then hoodoo and voodoo and then connecting the dots and kind of like expanding my own spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. I'm like, people are manifesting, but speaking to existence in the church is the same thing. Okay, blessing with oil is the same thing. That's very interesting. Speaking in tongues, catching the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Is that not spiritual possession? This is all very interesting. This is the same. People are in their car right now, like shut up. <laughs> it's wow. Because if you see somebody who's oh my god, they they have spiritual possession, and you see, I see my grandma praying, speaking in tongues. Hello.
0: It's <laughs> the <literally>, same.
2: <laughs> eyes, it's the same. Interesting.
0: They're just, I mean, it's like there's ushers in one place,
2: and there's hmm. like priests and
0: priestesses, altars, and altars,
2: altars. We can't talk to our ancestors, but there's all these saints. Whoa, okay. And I was like, this is very interesting. I there are some ties between all of this. One is seen as demonic, and I get in this conversation a lot with my parents. I think, um, yeah. You said you need to have the conversation. No, no I have. get into the conversation a lot with my parents. Are your parents super Christians? Yes. And how do they yeah. feel about this conversation? My dad is a little more like. Mm-mm, Yahweh. That's it. Like, there's one way to God. I'm like, you think you think everybody around the world calls God the same thing? Like, I just don't that doesn't logically make sense to me. Especially like as I started learning another language. You're speaking so much now to your uncle. Her her uncle is here off camera <laughs>
0: and he's literally at the point now he's testifying. <laughs> like he's like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like he's not mic'd, but he basically said that he'll be he's been on dates where because he's from Street Louisiana, people will ask, like, do you do voodoo? Mm-hmm. Do you do pins and dolls? Like, do you put blood in spaghetti? What in the in true the- blood Come are we girl. even talking about? I will say this. I feel like that, again, still is a part of, like, a trauma response. Uh huh. Like, there's a protectiveness that we have that will not allow for identity to have other ways of being outside yeah. of the one that we've assigned ourselves to. And the truth is that when we talk about spirituality as it relates to blackness and the Mm -hmm. diaspora, like so much of that has been controlled by the oppressor. (sighs) So it's like, how can you divorce that from the reality of like, maybe this is where you are now and this works for you. Sure. But it doesn't change the fact that it was brought to us in this context Mm -hmm. by an oppressive Method. method,
2: And it doesn't change the fact that our ancestors still took from their own spiritual, like, practices and, s- and
0: embedded it in. Yeah. And
2: the black church is not the same
0: as the white church. No, that's why service is a million hours long <sighs> in a
2: Pentecostal Look. <laughs> and a Baptist. You got an intermission, a premission, a post-mission. It's, come on.
0: But I think that has to do with, and I'm just spitballing here, but I think that has to do with the fact that... <sighs> you know, in tribal ceremony, it's ritual, yeah. you know, it's not just like transactional. Yeah. And when we look at a lot of like religions that have been associated with whiteness, it's very transactional. I'm mm-hmm. just doing this so that I can go to heaven mm-hmm. or I'm just doing this, you know, because like someone wrote in a book that I'm supposed to do this. And so in order for me to still be accepted by this space, I have to do this, mm-hmm. which is different than like they're being tribal Ritualistic practices that are not just transactional, but that like are embedded in the wellness of our tribe, like yeah. our legacy, like mm-hmm. it's bigger than just me. More communal. Yes. Yeah. You know, like they have ceremonies that last days for this reason. Yeah. You know, and I think, and we see that in other cultures too, like in India, like a wedding in India is like a three day mm-hmm. situation. It's not transactional. Yeah. It's very, it's very real. And I wish that, um, I wanted you to come on here because I wanted to, at least for some people who are listening, open their consciousness to considering. Yes. Yeah. And what I loved about the videos was that they're very specific and clear enough to where if you watch that video and you are still in the comments saying there's nothing similar between red beans and rice and jollof rice, you are just practicing willful ignorance. Literally. And that's a different situation. Like, that's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. That's a side effects of willful ignorance. Ooh, write that down, Rebecca. Side effects of willful ignorance. That's an episode. Because that is different than just not knowing.
2: Yeah. And I have had a fair amount of, like, for the comments that are like, this is not the same. Uh-uh, there are a majority of them that are like, I never even, like, thought about that. The or, stews. The stews. And and then I learned that, like, the, it's a West African cooking technique, actually, to, like, what did he, oh, my God, what did this man say, tell me? He was, like, a botanist. Did I say that right? You're just talking to botanists? Was it a botanist? Where'd you pull up a botanist? On TikTok. He found my videos and was like, let me talk. Like, let me talk. I did a specific episode about just food. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, I'm a herbologist, da-da-da, botanist. Like, I've traveled. And he said the West. The, the cooking technique of, like, frying the chicken a little bit and then putting it in the sauce. And, like, how we kind of make all of our stews. Yes. He's like, that's a West African, a Yoruba t- cooking technique. And he was like, I've done it. I went, I was like, oh my gosh.
0: So let me tell you, like when you make a pillow
2: in Trinidad,
0: Grenadians make a pillow too, but Trinidadians really like make a pillow. And a pillow is a kind of like a, it's like a rice with meat. Mm -hmm. And some people will put like some red peppers in it. And you always put like a scotch bonnet pepper in it. But a pillow has to be cooked in the flavor. Mm -hmm. But a pillow takes so long to cook because you first have to brown the chicken. (laughs) And I just distinctly remember watching my Auntie June preparing this in this big pot. And it's such a skill. Like my mom was always like, I've never really been able to really make a pillow because I don't have the patience to properly brown Mm -hmm. the chicken and learn the real technique of how it's done. And now here you are saying like, it's actually a Yoruba technique. And we may use different spices by Mm -hmm. nature of like what you have access to. Right. Because in Nigeria, they're going to have different spices than maybe they would have in Trinidad or. Like, even Grenada is known as a spice aisle because we just have an abundance mm. of spices. Like, I know that. yeah, we have, we literally have a nutmeg on our flag because it's <laughs> that it's that serious. Mm. But, like, you know, whether it's mace or turmeric or nutmeg, you know, we are known for that. And before Hurricane Ivan in 2005, we were like one of the number one exporters of spices. And then, there was, of course, there was NAFTA, which is a whole other conversation. Yeah. yeah. But, I would love to go into this special segment that is just for our Patreon folks, where you and oh I are going to name our favorite parts of the diaspora. OK, oh so this goodness. is not to start a war, but this is more so just to like, listen, acknowledge that you can have intersectional mm-hmm. likes. OK, mm-hmm. like I can live in America with a Grenadian mother and still prefer a rice that may be from a whole other place in the diaspora than where I'm okay. from. That kind Absolutely. of thing. You got shook ones. But you're, it, it's, that's, what, that's what it's <laughs> going to be. All right. So I'm if ready. you are interested in hearing about some foods and dances and uh, traditions from across the diaspora that you may not know about, then you know what you need to do. You need to go to the Amandiverse.com. Join us on Patreon for this exclusive content just for my SEAL squad. The last dough. Well, I must say that this has been such a treat. Yes. And one of the things that I really love about this is that, you know, you are on the younger side of creators compared mm-hmm. to like my old ass at 41 going on that 42. Is old. And it tell that to my lower back. I'm literally <laughs> sitting on a specific type of pillow for my back. But it's so imperative that creators like yourself continue to make this type of content, especially when we see the effort that is being made to undermine education, yeah. when we see the effort that is being made to commit erasure of the facts, of truth, of history, when we see the effort that is being made to continuously create diaspora yeah. wars with ignorance. Yeah. So the work you're doing when you do this type of content is more than just like, you know, being satirical
2: or being funny—it yeah. actually is in service. So, thank you for your service. Thank you for having me on. And that's the whole. I mean, I have like people in my family who are like, "Oh, you you wanted to work in government at first, and, and you have shifted." And I'm like, "Yeah," because I got to a point where I realized, like, working within the system—the system is built. It's it's working the way it should. It is stifling. I feel like I can share these messages, share this knowledge, this education outside of it in a way that. um even though I still, I still get the death threats. I still get all of that. You know, you're getting death threats for Diaspora Wars,
0: for Joloff and Red Beans and
2: Rice being similar. From, for for just my content in you know? general, yeah. You'd be surprised. Mm,
0: I mean, I wouldn't because I get death threats too, but
2: yeah, exactly. Just whatever. But I, I also why y'all just give me death threats? That's like crazy. why is it so casual? Like, I'm a real person. Facts. You should kill yourself. Like, I'm like that's wild. Ah, I'm busy a little bit. That takes a lot of work, but no. <laughs> Um but yeah, like, you
0: are a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was dark as fuck. <laughs>
2: and that <laughs> yeah, is the really... that is a necessary part of comedy. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. I am glad that it's reaching audiences at that that that's Well, it's it. between reform and revolution, you know, mm-hmm. and we
0: do need reformists because there's like the people inside that are kind of like knocking down, like taking screws out from the the building that's been erected so mm-hmm. that when the revolutionaries come on the outside, it's a lot easier to topple mm-hmm. the actual structure
2: yeah well there you have it where can they find you and get more of your stuff on Instagram Miss M-I-S-S X-T-I-N-A-B and then I have a link in my bio to where you go to my Twitter my my TikTok my Instagram my Medium where I write all of that stuff
0: All right. well now you know and if you all find yourself in a diaspora war then you know what to do go watch some of her videos Mm -hmm. so you can be armed Mm -hmm. to dismantle the ignorance please please do we need it